All right, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nasalli ala Multitasking. Yeah. And so, so the basic point being that uh, where we left off, uh, Euthyphro had said that that which is pious is that which the gods love. And that which is impious is that which the gods hate. But Socrates is making the point that uh, that the gods may disagree. So then how do we determine what is pious? So the assignment I left you all with was go through the attributes of Allah and see which ones are seeming apparent contradictions. So, anybody do any of this? Yeah, I did. Um, All right, what do you got? Okay, so, al-awwal wal-akhir. Okay. Those are ones, I mean, I'm kind of, I don't really have any commentary. I'm just kind of going based off, like, what my initial kind of gut was. Yeah. Let me let me uh, write some of these down. I think that's a really good example. So the first and the last. Okay. What else? Al um Zahir and Al Batan. Okay. I have Al Mubdi, the one who begins, Al Mu'id, the one who um, um, continues. Um, and I actually I wanted to double check if that if those were actually in that 99. Um, I just kind of Googled. Mubdi it. definitely is. Yeah, the other one I have to actually check to be honest with you. Let's see. Um, First person finds it wins and marks it go. Let's see. Because I was kind of going based off the English, and I just kind of um, <laughs> oh, it was uh, I did it right after the class last week. Yeah, I don't know what that name was. To be honest with you, it fifty-eight and fifty-nine. Oh, on my screen is fifty-eight and fifty-nine. Uh, sorry, I'm only working with one one screen. So uh, Bichada, how do you make it through life with one <laughs> screen? Oh man. Yeah, Al Mu'id. That was the yeah. one. And I put as yeah, the one who restores things. Yeah, returns things. Right. So like you know, you start something and then how do you restore it? Okay. I don't know. Um, right. and then I have I had uh sorry, let me go back to one thing. I had um Al Mu'iz, the one who gives honor, and Al Mudil, the one who takes away honor. Every Desi knows Mudil, because what word does that relate to in Urdu? Zalil. Zalil. <laughs> what else? Uh, Fazan, you got anything else? Um, I have Al Ghani, 
the one who you know doesn't need anybody, rich, self-sufficient. Al Karim, the one who keeps giving. Anything else? Uh, that's all I have. All right. Anybody else? Bilal, Shizan, Rahim, Muhammad Amir, Naeem, Abdul, Abdullahi. Um, I got one. Um, what do you got? I can go with uh, Ar Razak, the provider, and Al Qabid, the withholder. Nice. So, Qabid might also work as the opposite of Al Basit. Usually, that's what it is put against. Um, yeah. So Al-Qabid and Al-Basit are often put together as well as opposites. But what else? Anything else? Other gents? Nothing else? Okay. <clears throat> what about Al-Adl or Al-Hakam? But Al Adil and Rahman Rahim. Yeah. Now, our natural tendency, which is sound, is to try to make them all fit together. But first, I want to look at, you know, how things don't fit together, potentially. Anybody have anything else? I feel like a Latif can contrast with something, but I'm not sure what, because it's like subtle, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know yeah. what it would contrast with aside from like the apparent. Yeah, um, a Latif can, can work with uh, a Vahir um, and um, even, well, let's put it, there's there's one on the list, um, I think, which is the distressor is the translation, which I think might, you know, sound contradictory to some of the other names oh, yeah. about, you know, security and provider and sort of. Kosa? Oh, oh, Adar. Yeah, Adar. Yeah, and it can go up like complementary, like. To the one under it and now there as well, which is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Let's do that one. What else? What about names that may seem to be possibly intrinsic contradictions what i mean by this is not attributes that are opposites but attributes that seem to be the opposite of what allah is was would be should be so for example like alwaris alwaris is a good example right he's the inheritor of everything 
sabur mm. that he is patient a shakur okay <clears throat> anything else anybody else have any more Osman Abdullahi of the I just joined on. What was the question? Oh, was, this is just uh, for anyone who's able to do the homework assignment from last time, which is to look for names, attributes of a law that seem potentially to be contradictions. Uh, and I've actually listed them out two ways. One was names that seem to potentially contradict each other. Perhaps the most obvious is al-awwal and akhir, first and last. Okay. Because uh, there's nothing in between, like continuous, right? And then those that seem to contradict what Allah is or would be or should be, inheritor, he's patient, he is grateful. Anything? No, not for me. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Or was the assignment like too scary to do? Like it's borderline blasphemy. So, <clears throat> first point I'd like you to consider in terms of these various seeming contradictions, which of these are literally opposites? Awal and Akhir, are they opposites? <clears throat> no, they're not. What are they? I mean, um, you can be the first and last, I guess, if you consider things on like a ring almost, right? Okay, what does like, that I mean, mean on a ring? Like 12 is on a clock, 12 is like the first and last ah. number in some Ooh, way. That yeah. was deep. Deep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Vahir and Batin. Well, I think it's also awal and akhir are not opposites in the sense that I could be the first person who showed up and the last person to leave. Mm. Right? Meaning these become opposites based on where we delimit the terms. That these become opposites if we only say you can either be the first or the last of something. Vahir and Batin. What do you think? Vahir is the apparent, Batin is the hidden. To give you an idea, what is uh, a Fezan, your official Arab? What's the word for belly that is related to Batin? And then what is Vahir related to? Your back. back. So if you think of an animal on four legs, like a cow, a doggy, a horse. The apparent part you see is the back. The hidden part you don't see is the belly. So, so if we use that as the origins of the word, how do we reconcile these two? Any thoughts, guesses, attempts? Would it matter based on your perspective or direction? Give me an example. 
or Issa, you're about to say something. Uh, I was, I was just going to say uh, perspective, okay. depending on how you look at things, you know, mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. view. something is there, but you might not see it. So okay. that doesn't, it doesn't exist. So I think Vahir specifically might even go on this bottom list. Right. How apparent is Allah? It's easy to think of Allah as hidden. Uh, it's not as easy to think of Allah as apparent. Anybody want to push back on that? Uh, I I was actually thinking the opposite. Um, that it's easy to think that he's apparent because, like, we're told Allah is everywhere, okay. but hidden. I, at least I I don't know the the deeper meaning behind the name so it I, I don't understand the hidden part sure oh that's really interesting okay go all right what about mubdi and mu'id mubdi is originator like everyone loves the word bid'ah coming from the same thing and then mu'id is the one who reinstates i mean i guess what i was thinking was um if it starts something, then it shouldn't end. So why is it? Why is why is he restoring it or starting mm-hmm. it again? Which again, I was just thinking high level. Like I know sure. judgment. There's lots of stuff that ends and you know things like that. But that was kind of like what I was thinking when I said it. Okay. Uh, uh, anyone want to push back on this? Silence. What do you What do you mean by start something and then? Could you expand on that, please? Um, so, I don't know, I was thinking from a divinely perspective, if something is initiated, then the way that it's initiated, it it uh, incorporates all the ups and downs that it's going to have. So, um, I thought I, I thought of Maureen as like, not restoring, as like, uh, it means like restore, but I thought, I thought of it as restarting something. And so, um, I thought of it as like, from a human perspective, you start something, and then you realize, oh, I want to restart, I want to do it differently. Um, but from a divinely perspective, when you start something, you know, it's part of its fate, all the things that are going to happen. So you wouldn't restart it. Um, so that, again, I was just thinking like very high level, not mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I don't know if this will make sense, but like, you know, here, like if we, if we start something, if you start on a project or whatever it is, and then we restart it, we're not really sure. Sh- we're not like starting from scratch, right? Like you're you're starting either you're restarting with experience or with a new perspective or a new goal, but maybe that like with, with from a divine perspective, something can be started, and when it's restarted or when it's recreated, it can be totally original in that. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Faison? I mean, I think it makes sense. I, I maybe I think I was forcing it a little bit. I think the easiest example is that he makes us and then he remakes us on the Day of Judgment. Yeah, I think it works perfectly. Right. Cool. Okay, what about Al-Ghani and Al-Karim? Again, we're not here to refute all the people who made these lists. I'm saying, how do we reconcile these? Yeah, I see this as complimentary as well now. Like, the one who has everything can give unlimited yeah. way. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, again, from a human perspective, like, we give oftentimes because for we give for the sake of Allah or we give because of you know, necessity, obligation, some some reason, but the one yeah. who's free of all need, like he doesn't have to give. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was saying it, thinking from that. Totally, totally, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we are seeing that some of these 
from a dunya perspective might be apparent contradictions, but when applied to a law, not so much. All right. Al-Razaq and Al-Qabid. So Al-Qabid is the withholder. Al-Razaq, wherever this is, is... Um, oh, we forgot about... Sorry. Al-Mu'iz and Al-Mudhil. And these are classic uh, opposites. The honorer and the dishonor. The one who gives izzat, like we say in Urdu, and then the one who makes zalil. Contradiction? Not contradiction? Why? Um, not a contradiction, of course, but in my opinion, because of, uh, uh, if we look at it again, like from a human perspective, it's a matter of authority. Um, uh -huh. Somebody who has the authority to do one thing, it's quite possible they have the authority to do the, the other thing as well. Like, sure. for example, this is probably a really bad example, but, um, you know, in the military, you get honorable discharge and dishonorable discharge. Totally. I think that's exactly an example, right? <clears throat> one parent uh, or one child you reward for doing good, another child you punish for doing bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's another, ah, but this is raising the question that applies to some of these other ones. Is Allah always all of these? That's the bigger theological question. Because is, is he always honoring? And is he always dishonoring? Um, from, just from a theological standpoint, um, I, I would say that he is always everything. Okay. Um, just because, as we've said, if there's no contradiction between any of these, then why can't he always be everything? Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, is everything that he's doing an act of mercy? What do you all think? How would you answer that question? Is everything he he's doing... Uh, some amount of rahma. I think it's easy to say yes to that. Right? Because the easiest point is, do you deserve to exist? No. The fact that you have been given existence is a gift or favor from Allah. And everything that I've been given beyond that is a gift or favor from Allah for which I'm entitled to zero. Isn't that consistent with our, our belief system? That Allah owes me nothing by creating me. He owes me nothing except for what he's promised on his own to do. So he's promised to give me a fair judgment. Right? He's promised not to give me something I can't handle in the perspective of Hidayah. Obviously, he might physically give me a car accident and, you know, it could be a horrendous experience and all that stuff, you know. <clears throat> so I think it's fair to assess everything is somehow an expression of Allah's rahma for the simple reason that everything could be worse. Make sense? But is everything an act of Izzah 
Is everything an act of honoring? And simultaneously, is everything an act of dishonoring? Or a different choice, is everything that happens an act of justice? What do you think? I have a question. Um, yeah. For do, you, do you have to view it as like this always happening always, or is it just, the, can you also view it as like, this is just the way Allah describes himself and his characteristics, but it doesn't have to be something that's always like, you don't have to take every single name of his and associate it to something happening in okay. time and, and present. So big term you mentioned in, in there is in time, right? If we look through the lens of time, we have earthly time <clears throat> uh, where we have this type of chronology of events. Let's pause for a second. If you look at Al-Baqarah, you have the story of Adam and Eve, PC upon them, and the fall and everything of the devil and all that stuff. Yeah. And there you have essentially four stories. First story, Allah is announcing he's created a khalifa in the world. Second story is the prostration. Everyone should do sajda before Adam. Third is the story of the tree. Go anywhere, don't come near this tree. And then fourth is the departure to the earth. And then whoever follows my guidance, then you have no fear, nor shall they, nor shall they grieve. If you reject, then prepare yourself for the fire, right? Those are essentially the four core stories. Are they happening in that order? What do you think? How does the story change <clears throat> if you move the order around? So to make it even easier, we're addressing in the context of time, context of time for that which is beyond time, beyond earth time. We have announcement of a Khalifa. Prostration. Tree, and then departure. In other parts, as you know, in the Quran, there's the conversation Allah has with, with the accursed devil. <laughs> devil, when I gave the command, why didn't you do it? And then, you know, you create me from fire, created from clay, so forth and so on. In Al-Baqarah, this is the core four start parts. What if chronologically the order is actually one two three four that Allah tells the angels prostrate they all prostrate except for Iblis Iblis refuses okay and at a later point in this era that is not bound in this world, for lack of a better place, a little better term, that is not bound by the rules of the of the scene, in terms of time or physics, then Allah announces He's creating, He's making a Khalifa in the world, and then you know give them the names of things He does, then the tree. And then they're sent to depart in the world. Does it work? Is there any indication 
that the red one, two, three, four is the proper order. That's how we commonly read it. And I'll give you an example as a proof. If you go through the very next sections in Al-Baqarah, when they go through the story of Bani Israel, if you look at it carefully, it's not in chronological order. If you want, we can try to go through that, but do it on your own time. And if it doesn't seem to work, let me know. So how does the story change if it's two, one, three, four? Any thoughts? I think you're, you're, all of your your bidda meters and blasphemy meters are preventing you from uh, further engaging. What do you think? I'm, try I'm trying to think how much it does change in that in that form. So you're saying that first Allah tells the angels prostrate before Adam. Okay. And angels obey Allah; they prostrate. Iblis refuses. And he hides behind arrogance, and he becomes like one of the coffers. Okay? And then Allah announces to the angels, he's created a khalifa in the world. And then after talking about that, he brings forth Adam, teaches Adam the names of everything, and has the angels, can you give me the names if you're truthful? No. Subhanakallah. <laughs> You know, glory to you, we have no knowledge except for what you've given us. Then he has Adam teach the names of all things. And then Allah tells Adam, you and your wife, go anywhere in the garden. Just don't come near this tree. Go to the tree, Shaitan fools them, and they feel exposed. Allah gives them to offer forgiveness or forgiven, and then they go to earth. Does the story work that way? I think it absolutely works. Yeah, in terms of, uh, I'd say, if you're viewing it from, like, a, does it change anything theologically for a person when they hear it that way, I would, I don't think it does. Fezan, mm -hmm. what are you about to say? Same thing. I see it as, like, a, it almost like, um, I don't see it, con it, it just kind of changes the, we put, like, we put, I don't think too much importance maybe in the sequence, but we use it to explain things, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Allah probably announces this, but, and then we see what's going to happen when, at uh, least doesn't make sajda like there's there's a continuation there and then this way it's like um, an event happens and then the announcement happens so it doesn't it, it's interesting I mean it, it's definitely very interesting and I'm, I'm, it's also that you mentioned that the story later on is not in sequence so there's precedent precedent mm -hmm. at least okay let's make it more fun <laughs> and then we're gonna make it even more fun after that what if we go four one two three does that work They are sent to the world. Okay. And Allah announces he's putting Khalifa in the world. And then the event of the prostration. Then the event of the tree. I think that's harder to make work. It seems like four might have to be last. What do y'all think? Can we make it work? Yeah. How? Uh, if you look at it from the like the perspective of redemption, you gone. That, that um, you know, with the prostration, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is bestowing upon humanity uh, clearly a great honor because 
you know, the angels and, you know, Shaitan who was there, they have to they have to bow. And then humanity, after they've been given that great honor, and then they've been, you know, blessed with this garden, they're told not to do one thing, they, they do it. So there's that fall from grace, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, to use the biblical sort of analogy. And then, uh, you know, once they, they repent, um, they're sent to the earth. And then as a way to sort of lift them back up uh, spiritually, I guess, uh, or in the eyes of God, they're given another honor, which is, hey, you guys are the the, khali- the khalifas of this 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 place. Because, you know, I mean, the jinn were already there. Why would you, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, in my eyes, it would be like a way to like esteem, bring esteem back, I guess. Okay. But the way you described it was a different order than what I wrote here. Wait, I thought the announcement was at the end. Announcement is, no? is step two. Oh, I'm looking at four, one, two, three. Yeah, four is the departure. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the other one, the one right right after it. I'm I goofed. I'm sorry. I looked at the first one. <laughs> the red one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's me... the real story. The red one's oh, the real story, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, this makes complete sense. That's the story that Allah chose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me think. Hold on. Any other thoughts? So you're you're okay. I'm looking at the new order you put in green. You're talking. You're talking about the green order, right? Green. So prostrate. I think so the story still departure works. is first. Allah says, Wait. "You all go and." Oh, on this one, other. on this one, oh. the green one, you have departure is three. You have prostration. Yeah, first. you wrote departure. You wrote pro- yeah, okay. you wrote prostration. Oh, so wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the left column is the is the official numbering. Yes. Yeah, correct. So I'm four, going off the rightmost column. Four is departure because four, four is announcement. Oh, you're matching it up like that. Oh, okay, yeah. you're doing We're, like that. One so is announcement. Yeah. We, Two oh, is yeah, that's why I was confused. Three. What the heck? You messed us up. Uh, yeah. That's how I read the blue one too. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading the blue one. Is I see. Uh, I yeah, that's why I was like, wait, sense. this makes perfect sense. Why am I being attacked? Yeah, I was like, this is. But it's like, what? It's almost like, what? divine. <laughs> Mashallah. Okay. So does four, starting with the departure. <clears throat> Start with the departure. Allah sends, says, you go down, all of your enemies to one another. And then the announcement. Allah is announcing to the angels. He's making a khalifa in the world. Two, we have the prostration, prostrate before Adam. Now Adam's in the world rather than in paradise. And then three, go anywhere you want, don't come to this tree. This order, I think, I don't think works. It's hard with the departure first. Yeah, I think we'd have to force it really hard. Okay, so what I'm suggesting, there's some elements of this that seem to have to be in a particular place. Okay, now, but now let's make this even more fun. Okay, ready? What if we say... Okay, what's number one, everybody? Announcement. Announcement. Yeah. So what if we say one, two, and three are simultaneous? They're happening at the same time. How how would you how would you say that? That's that's a little hard to wrap around. So Allah mentally. is announcing to the angels he's making a khalifa. Allah is telling the angels prostrate before Adam. Yeah. 
I mean, and they're, and they're in the garden while he's doing this? Okay, you're giving it Earth depictions, but yes. And at the same time, they go to the tree yeah. while this is all happening. And Allah, to, to put it in human language, Allah's looking over here telling the angels, I'm making khalif in the world. Over here, Allah's telling Adam and his wife, go anywhere you want, don't go near the tree. Let's pause for a second. In your imagination, if we were to apply earth years to this, from one through four in the traditional official reading, how much time has passed? When you imagine this. Oh, I thought I thought like a day, Max. I think we are imagining this as four moments. More or less. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I... I imagine. So it could be a day, it could be half an hour. But what if it's from Earth time? 6,000 years. Or 20 million years. Wait, what? When we're imagining the time span, go back to the original order. One, two, three, four on the left, the red. Right? That's how it is in the Quran. Here, let's take, let's pause that for a second. In your imagination, how old are Adam and Eve in this story? When you're picturing them, are you picturing them to be adults? Or are you picturing them to be kids? What are you picturing? Young adults. It's I think always. By... Yeah, no, no, no. It's go ahead. It's it's bad. You're not okay, gonna. Yeah, yeah, don't make fun of them. Okay, so I think we're often imagining them by default, probably older than us, up to a certain point, right? I'm at the age where now the prophet is younger than me for most of his life. Yeah. Like it's a strange moment. When you cross over, now in the prophet's age when he received his first uh, revelation. But the point being, I suspect at least the youngest we probably imagine them as maybe young adults. But what if we is, imagine is there? Be- sorry, just asking, is there, while you're on that, is there an age given to them or it's just left vague? There's size, but it doesn't seem to be that we have age. In earth language, what if they're both eight years old? in earth language what do you think does the story make more sense i think the tree makes a lot more sense you're, you're saying that because the fact that they listen to shaitan like because they were shaitan. young yeah. yeah we are it, imagining it, them of a certain age yeah Fazan. it definitely stretches the mind i mean i never even thought about That's that point yeah. We're stretching the mind over things that we have imposed in the text that are not in the text, right? So technically I'm being full Salafi here. So, so the basic point being, if, if that is a possibility that they are not the age we imagine them to be, that let's say they're six years old from an earth perspective, then the second question becomes how much time has spanned in each of these four sections. If they're chronological, how much time has spanned from the first to the fourth? I think in our imagination, we just take them as four moments, which is not wrong because the point is the lesson. But from an earth perspective, what if from one to four on the left, the actual narration of the Quran what if the time span 
is 100 years of earth time. So let's imagine Allah says to Adam and his wife, you go anywhere, but don't go to this tree. And 100 years later, Shaitan comes along and says, this tree is going to make you immortal. Then no matter what age they were, it's super plausible that they forgot in that moment. As opposed to Allah says, don't come near this tree. And three minutes later, Shaitan fools them. Would it also be possible if, if we're using that time frame to say that, like, like if you said they were eight years old, for example, and number three happened when they were eight, and then a hundred years passes and they're adults, and then they're and then the departure happens. And then the departure happens. Let's say eight, they go to the tree, and then they make dua for forgiveness. They're taught all of that. Hundred years go by, and now you go to Earth. Yeah, same point. What do you think? Does it work based only on the passages we have? I think it works. Yeah. So. Now, if that works, that I'm saying their age may not be what we imagine it to be, because that's probably what we imagine the age to be, is probably socially conditioned. And the fact that we read this in chronological order, I'm also suggesting that's socially conditioned for us because we're growing up in Western education where stories are mostly chronological. Even though we know the story of Adam and Eve and the devil, the accursed devil, peace be upon Adam and Eve, are throughout the whole Quran in little different parts. Good. And then these four moments may not be chronological. Good. Especially because they're in a place beyond earth time and earth location any thoughts any pushback is this too like a uh, theoretical or heavy blast i think it, i i think it actually makes more sense in some ways okay are you like uh especially point then <clears throat> number three uh the tree thing uh it's just so much more plausible to imagine them being children and being tempted uh -huh. uh, than overtly disobeying Allah because it's, you know, I think that's often the road Shaitan takes or like we all go on. It's not like we do something and we're going to say, oh, God told me this, therefore I'm going to uh -huh. disobey it. It's like you, you chase that sort of... Uh, that, you know, that desire or curiosity or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's much easier seeing a child sort of just being curious and saying, oh, let me go see what this is about. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was going to say, well, there is, um, I, I don't remember the hadith exactly, but there is that um, narration of Adam al-Islam, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presenting all of his lineage to him until yeah. the day of judgment. And he he's sees people going to hell, he's people going to heaven. Dawood as well and he gives him a certain number of years from his life something something to that effect and then later on like he forgot about that that he gave those number of years mm -hmm. uh when the angel of death came to him something like that mm -hmm. and so um you know there are things that happened early on that later on um you know he didn't remember but again that was he was on earth you know i don't know if it's okay. the same but just putting that out there so then that raises a different question the what we would regard as the physical condition they were in 
in paradise was that the physical condition they were in when they arrived on earth so let's say hypothetically they're 20 year olds in paradise and then we would imagine they arrive on earth as 20 year olds okay most plausible again this is using our calendar but give or take let's say 20 or what if they're 20 year olds in paradise but they land on earth as 40 year olds or they're 20 year olds in paradise and they land on earth as fetuses dun 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 so in these stories except when it's mentioned we usually don't have time we have Nuh salam, right who's preaching for 900 years we don't have too many references to how long most of these stories take place again for the basic lesson purpose it's fine to take them as moments but then when we dig in by sort of stretching the stories as wide as we can to still keep the integrity of the story i think this raises all kinds of potential insights but all of that is a setup for the actual question the actual question this is your homework for next time is what are the purposes for the names of god One is obvious, it's telling us who Allah is, or what Allah is, for lack of a better term. Try to think of other things. Put yourself in the context of Makkah and Medina at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Or think of your Islamic thought and practice. What would be possible purposes of all this? Again, all of this is to steer us back to this point in the conversation in Euthyphro but the starting point of this conversation was what you have gods in Euthyphro that will disagree with each other closest thing we have is possible seeming contradictions and we got into this part of the conversation because if we apply worldly time then it may be that these things seem to be contradictions like for example is, is Allah just if he is al-adl does that mean every single thing that happens is just? So if Allah is mu'iz, is everything that's happening an exaltation, and yet at the same time, everything is a dishonoring too? And maybe the answer is yes. Because there's a certain level beyond which when we try to comprehend Allah, we're not going to be able to. We're going to start tripping over ourselves. So this is your assignment. Try to think of what are purposes of the names of Allah I'm going to lead us to two of them but I'll see what you all come up with any questions uh, all you guys who were quiet how was class today <laughs> were, you, were you quiet because what are we talking or was it that I didn't do my homework you know so sorry if you'll appropriate to talk Still silence. All righty. Well, we'll see how many people return next week, inshallah, as we go even deeper. 
Uh, I do think you will appreciate next week's as we start bringing this back full circle, raining it all back in. No questions, thoughts, reflections? It's a trip. It's a little bit of a trip, to be 100% honest. I think, like, you know how you were talking about uh, for us to get to, like, uh, the point, like, the point underneath it all? I think it's it's very – it's kind of what you said about how we've we've been raised up, especially in this sort of frame of education, is, like, it's very, very hard not to get stuck on the, like, the parent, like, where you're talking about, like – you know, the time and all that. And in your mind is just like, oh my God, they could have been babies, you know? And it's just like, you know, it's it's hard to sort of disassociate. Okay, very good. On that point, simple question. Is this the same paradise that we are seeking to get to? Why or why not? Oh, man. <laughs> what would be arguments for why this is not? Our argument for why it is is because it's literally called Janna. And they're told to go wherever they want. Why would it not be? Uh, because there's a place where they can't go. Yeah, that's literally an argument in the theologians for why this is not the same jannah. Is because the jannah we are heading to, inshallah, 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 is without limits. The only limitation is you can't go up levels, <laughs> right? Unless one of your buddies lets you in, but. Uh, but the point is that here, uh, they uh, they have limitations. Don't go to the tree. And so there are a couple of theories about this place. One is that it is the same Jannah. Another is that it's not the same Jannah. Another is that it's a place, a special place where earth and Jannah meet for a period of time. So, and other mm -hmm. is that it's a place on the earth, like an elevated place on the earth. So when they're told, go down they're basically descending to the rest of the world all knows best uh, yeah. i have a, i have a question since we're talking about jannah um is it is you know in our imagination i always think of it as this is part of the unseen and sort of like a spiritual realm that's yeah. outside of like the known universe yeah but is can one also just imagine Jannah as um, just like a galaxy that's like, you know, super far away? So that's part of like, you know, that's part of creation. One of my, one of my, I don't know how long ago, my youthful imaginations of all everything, you know, it was that like, you know, like in the day of judgment, the whole earth reforms become the stage of the day of judgment. So then I imagine all these 50 trillion galaxies and, and cosmic bodies that are empty right now will be reformed into the different paradises and the different hells. Mm -hmm. That was the, but that was my theory as a, as a, a younger person, you know, maybe I'll know best, but what are we taught? We have things that the prophet describes about paradise and because he said it, they are factual but it doesn't mean that what you and I are imagining by what he's saying is what he saw. So at the lowest level of Jannah, your home is a pearl that's 100 feet high. Either 100 feet high or 100 miles high. That's your home. And so you and I are imagining, you know, it by the measurements, like a really big pearl. But And that's exactly what he said. But what did he actually see that he's describing that way? might be something that none of us can imagine.
because that's what we're also taught about paradise, right? It is beyond anything any of us can imagine. Re related to that, I'm supposed to give a talk about Jenna at Loyola. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say, as Mozaffer said in class, like, why is he quoting Mozaffer? I brought like, pearls for everyone, <laughs> visually. We're, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're like, <laughs> we got you because we're sick of Mozaffer. You know? <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna play Socrates in your speech? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna come in a toga, and they're gonna be like, "What?" Any thoughts, questions, reflections? So your assignment is: What is the purpose, or we can even change it? What's the benefit if that helps of the various names and attributes of Allah? Again, one is that they tell us who or what Allah is. And even that, I would suggest for your consideration. Oh, it's in this class that I keep saying it. Because I, I made it, I said the exact same thing in my class this afternoon. And then I was like, what? Anyway, so uh, that when you and I imagine the names and attributes of Allah, we imagine them as his characteristics. And I would suggest that is also Western social conditioning. Question is, how do you break out of that? Like, that is what Allah is in a vacuum, so to speak. All righty. Are you going to go into that next time? Yes. Yeah, Are we going to go? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. can we continue class? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind continuing class for like five hours, but I want to go home. Yeah, yeah true that. All right. No other questions, thoughts, reflections, inshallah? No, I no, sent sorry. the homework to everybody in our group. So we Excellent. Have... All right, inshallah. So we will continue. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. May Allah ta'ala reward you all, inshallah. Hopefully, you know, your iman vitamins have been of benefit and your iman has continued to grow. Because yeah. <laughs> we will, inshallah, give it more mm -hmm. tests next week. All right. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. See you all, guys. Thank you so much.